0: I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. The Latinx community generates $2.6 trillion in GDP per year in the U.S. today. That's larger than Brazil and over twice the size of Mexico. Despite this, we've been overlooked as consumers, all to the misfortune of corporate quarterly profits everywhere. Today, a growing number of Latinx entrepreneurs are female, the majority lean younger, and we're opportunity-driven, dispelling the misconception that Latinx entrepreneurs start businesses purely out of necessity. And if there is an element of necessity for Latinx business owners, it's in creating products that appeal directly to our community. You know, beyond selling giant tortilla blankets on Amazon or to Kahlo nail polish at CVS or slapping a sugar skull onto a graphic tee at Walmart. Not that I have anything against wrapping yourself up like a giant burrito. I've tried it, and I wholeheartedly recommend. In some industries, like the multi-billion dollar gaming world, where we're still virtually non-existent, appealing to our community authentically requires a little more effort and creativity. Like when Paula Garces created Aluna, a comic book series turned video game featuring a Colombian warrior daughter of a Spanish conquistador and a South American nature goddess a fictional character us bicultural kids can definitely relate to.
1: Hi, I'm Paula Garces, and I'm an actress, creator, writer, producer, and now a TV director.
2: You may know Paula from Netflix's On My Block, but she's also the creator of an independent Latina superhero
1: franchise. So my comic book is called Aluna, and I have one of the books here with me. I'm humbly taking this title as the first Latina superhero to be created by a Latina, produced independently by a Latina, and now she's a video game on Nintendo Switch and on Steam.
2: Paula developed Aluna out of a lack of representation of Latina superheroes.
1: So back in 2008, I went to my first Comic Con here in San Diego, California. I was super impressed, so happy to be there, but very quickly realized that they were like no Latino or Latina or Latinx superheroes. And I was extremely disappointed because we Latinos were there in droves and spending a lot of money on projects that really didn't represent us. But people around me who love me and they know they inspire me, they were like, don't Complain about it. Create your own character. And so that's what I did.
2: The Colombian American creator draws inspiration from the history of Latin America in the sixteenth
3: century.
1: We all know all of the you know the gods of the Greek mythology, but we know nothing about uh again South America, Central America, and the Caribbean. Aluna is half goddess, Pasha Mama, so she has native in her and half Spaniard conquistadora. She has to escape persecution in Spain because she's branded a witch because she's showing like superpower abilities. Uh, she goes back to the new world. She's horrified and she is forced to become a warrior and trying to save her people.
2: With the success of Aluna, she encourages other people to follow their creative dreams.
1: There was a lot of people who didn't believe that a woman had any business whatsoever in the comic book space, in the video game space. You're going to get a lot of no's still, even with doors opening. So when that one yes comes along, you better really be prepared and come with it.
0: Paola Garces is not only a trailblazer for Latinas in gaming, she's changing the perception of Latina heroines as purely a sex symbol to one of warrior goddess level strength and power. I feel sane. Recognizing the strength of Latinx women is something 29-year-old CEO Patti Delgado can relate to. Her business, Hija de tu Madre, is a Latina lifestyle brand that designs apparel and accessories for women that take their culture everywhere. The self-taught designer and daughter of Mexican immigrants is committed to incorporating her multicultural identity in every product she creates.
4: I founded Hija Tu Madre in the fall of 2016 because I was on a mission to create a brand that really understood my identity and really spoke to my Latinx community. I'm the daughter of two Mexican immigrants from Jalisco, Mexico. I was born in Boyle Heights, which is the east part of LA, but I grew up primarily in the burbs and I grew up really in between two cultures, in between... Uh, very Mexican communities and also, like, very, very American communities. Hija Madre has really helped me find community and build relationships with people who struggled with the same identity crisis as me and with a lot of people who are, like, cultural misfits who are trying to reconcile more than one identity or more than one culture to really figure out who it is that they are. And create a place for themselves in this world. And I pull a lot of inspiration from phrases that I grew up hearing when I was a little kid. Definitely a lot of Spanglish sayings like make hefa moves or echale ganas. Entrepreneurship is a big part of Latin American culture. My parents are hustlers and they've had many failed businesses. So I think like I've just inherited this entrepreneurial spirit and I think a lot of my peers have too. I feel like there's just so much hustle in our communities that it just like it feels natural to default to creating our own businesses and creating our own opportunities. Or like my generation is creating a new avenue for themselves to tell their own stories and they're doing it through their businesses and through their art. And it's just important to tell your own story, especially when other people aren't telling your perspective, you got to do it for yourself. And I think that's what my generation and my peers have been doing.
0: Through her lifestyle brand, Delgado aims to capture and celebrate the complexity that is being Latinx. And her authenticity in doing so is refreshing. It makes sense that Latinx entrepreneurs would want to incorporate their culture into the project or business they launch. And there is no better place to witness that than on the streets of L.A.
2: Beautiful, sunny Los Angeles, city of stars, and also home to about 2 million Latinx who make up almost half of L.A.'s population. Latinx entrepreneurs aren't just launching businesses at a faster rate than any other demographic. They're also finding ways to infuse aspects of our culture with the things they create. Like Dulce, who found a way to make Mexican wheat candy. Hmm.
3: We are the first Mexican-owned gummy brand in California. I became chef at 20, executive chef at 21, um, and I soon moved up the ladder in, in in my hometown. I've been a fan of cannabis since college. I'm a I'm Mexicano, so drinking is like a big big thing for us. So cannabis really helped me balance things out. When I first made these polvorones, so everybody knows what polvorones are, the sugar cookies you get at quinceañeras or weddings. So I made a small version of that with cannabis and I took it over to Mexico. So my grandma was sitting right next to me and she would tell me, mijo, I feel too good. And I was like, grandma, it's the cannabis kicking in, don't worry. She's like, no, 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 mijo, I feel way too good. This isn't gonna last forever, is it? and i was like grandma if this lasts forever we're going to be millionaires you know like we're we're good and just seeing that was like okay yes this this is what i'm going to go do i don't know what's going to happen but we're going to go for it and i'm going to work as hard as i can and and make it happen so that's why it's a approved because because of them i jumped completely into this industry and you know g- gave it a shot as a chef high quality food So as an edible brand, high quality edibles. Gummies, there's nothing real for Latinos when it comes to flavor profiles. Everyone's using different kinds of extracts and they're not telling the consumer what extract it is. So with us, we're very transparent on how we do our edibles and how we make them. I mean, I'm a big dreamer growing up in Mexico and just knowing that I am American, but you don't live there yet because this and the border and whatever the situation is, it always made me hungry for the best, you know?
2: They got some non-medicated ones, so I'm yep. going to try the margarita just just to see if it's true what he's saying. Oh my gosh, not true.
3: Do it, do it. Ah, right? Wow. So lemon, lime, and is- essence. And then the, the, the coating to really tie in the whole gummy as one. You can tell it's
2: fresh, you know, like the, the ingredients that you guys use. Yeah. Cause it, top, it top tastes quality. like candy, but it tastes like, like fancy candy, I would call it. Well, oh, thank you so oh, much, listen, man. Gracias. I wish you the best on this, on this journey. Gracias. So after all that candy, I think you're gonna be hungry. So it's time for some tacos. I just heard there's these one carb tortillas from two Latinx brothers looking to shake up the industry. Hmm. Let's check them out.
5: Uh, Mr. Tortilla is um, a tortilla manufacturer and uh, an e-commerce uh, company. We sell tortillas online; we're the number one seller of tortillas online in the world, number one on Amazon as well. And what makes us different is that we made Mexican food healthy. So our tortillas are one net carb and 15 calories. The hardest part for us why it takes so long is we wanted to make sure that tortillas not only really are they healthy but they're delicious, right? And we're so confident that we should tell everyone. Buy your tortillas, and if you don't like them, we'll give you your money back guarantee. What happened was that uh, it was a Friday, and me and my brother were hungry, and it was a Friday night. And uh, in LA, in every other corner, there is a taco spot, right? Uh, so uh, we we went and got uh, ten tacos each. But afterwards, you had a taco bill. Oh my god, I just ate ten tacos, and each of them had two tortillas, and all the carbs and all the calories. Um, and then we said to one another, and I kind of came up with the idea. I was like, hey. What if we made tacos healthy? From there to make it a reality it was it took forever, but uh, thank God we were able to do it. My brother was able to develop this uh, recipe, and uh, thank God it's been a hit ever since. People love our product. People uh, follow us at @mrorti um, on Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, we have a great community that makes all kinds of recipes with our tortillas. They love it. Uh, from Chilaquiles, the enchiladas, the nachos, anything you can think of that uses a tortilla. Um, we're a great substitute for a, a regular corn tortilla. And I want everyone to know we love corn tortillas, right? I, I, I love them. Uh, but sometimes when you're doing a diet or you're trying to lay off the carbs and stay healthier, you have, it's great to have an option that you can count on.
0: Just like the Alcazar brothers put their own spin on a culinary tradition to launch their business. So, did the folks behind Paletas Morelia, a Miami based ice cream shop specializing in handcrafted gourmet paletas.
6: My name is Gilbert Arismendi. I'm the general manager and co owner of Morelia Gourmet Paletas, and we sell Mexican paletas. It's just a, a mix of your traditional concept of Mexican paletas with gourmet elements to it, like gelato flavors and very high-quality ingredients.
0: Por paletas?
6: Well, I think uh, it wasn't necessarily about um, like finding a gourmet food. It, w- it was about, like, we love the paletas and we really thought we could create an experience around the an amazing product, that it's normally or, or traditionally made out of natural ingredients.
0: Can you tell me about the Morelia name?
6: Yes. Why Morelia? Well, uh, we wanted to pay homage the region where the paletas uh, were initially became more popular. The name happened to encapsulate everything that we wanted to communicate with our brand and our product. We started almost five years ago. Our first location opened uh, in September 2016, and uh, it's been an amazing journey.
7: So,
0: would you mind showing me around the store? Absolutely. A bit? Please
6: come in. So, at any given time, we have. 16 different flavors to cater to most tastes. For example, we have a passion fruit paleta filled with condensed milk, and uh, we have a banana paleta filled with Nutella, and those are amazing too.
0: Well, the condensed milk, that reminds me of my childhood, yeah. I remember <laughs> drinking that stuff straight out of the can. Yes. And now you can have it in a paleta, And, it, and it tastes
6: amazing, because the sourness of the passion fruit with the condensed milk kind of works. Oh, wow. Yeah?
0: That's up my alley. Yeah. Well, these are beautiful. I mean, they're also kind of just works of art. If your sweet tooth ever needs a culture check, you'll want to check this place out. When it comes to channeling our identity, food is always a good way to go. But what about the power of scent? Aisha Court has discovered a way to capture pieces of her Afro-Latinx roots and distill them into various scents for her environmentally friendly candle company, Vela Negra. The fragrances remind her of life in Cuba and Puerto Rico, two places she's been lucky enough to call home.
8: Bella Negra is a line of black wax, vegan coconut soy candles that are inspired by my Cuban and Guyanese heritage. I started making candles when I was a kid with my grandmother, and it's continued on kind of as a stress-relieving outlet. And with the pandemic, (laughs) I finally had time to sit down and really think about what I wanted a candle to look like that I was going to have in my home that I would share with others. Um, started out just kind of making small batches. Each of the fragrances, even down to the body scrubs and the line that's coming out in fall are inspired by some element of either Cuban heritage, Guyanese heritage, places that I've lived like Puerto Rico. A fragrance like Ashe. When somebody in my family says Ashe, it's a greeting, it's a blessing, it's it's something deep that you feel. It's like when people say bendición, we say ashe, right? Morena is, everybody in my family calls me morena. And I wanted to create a smell that felt like that. So morena feels like chocolate, it feels like love, it feels like a warm embrace. <laughs> I get really into this. So I wanted scents that could connect, um, that weren't what you usually find in the stores. Um, that were worth you bringing them into your home.
0: Even in a strong economy, managing a small business can be extremely challenging, much less during a global pandemic when many businesses were forced to close, some permanently. All year long, we've heard about how pandemic shutdowns disproportionately impacted Latinx-owned businesses. But for Latinas, it was worth with twice as many Latina-led companies experiencing closure compared to Latino-led businesses.
7: Nueva York, the city where dreams are made of. New York is home to both big and small businesses, and right now we just got the dream light to go back to the movies.
3: Hey, y'all, uh, good morning.
7: Ice cold, pira, cherry, strawberry, and just for today, I got my mate.
3: story of a block that was disappearing.
7: The genius is ready Latino audiences had the highest rate of movie going last year, according to the Motion Picture Association of America. Entrepreneurship in the Afro-Latinx community is ever-present. From the Piragüeros in Washington Heights to brick-and-mortar booksellers like Cafe con Libros in Brooklyn, we are here! Estamos aquí! Meet Emily Stewart, Dominicana, and owner of the Stewart Cinema & Cafe in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. We're more than just a movie theater. So that is number one. We There's a church that meets here on Sundays. There's a children's program on Saturday and Sunday mornings where they watch movies. Uh, we have senior programs. We have political rallies here. We have all kinds of community events. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have just a, a multitude of things that go on here, presentations. So businesses are using it. Uh, There are studios filming in the area and so they're able to use our space to hold their extras to watch their work in progress. So it really has become a hub for the community and that's actually how we got through COVID
8: how it feels to be the only black latina
7: owner of a movie theater in new york city. I don't like being the only <laughs> as you know that it's mm. because there's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, I always think if this doesn't work out, you know, it's it's not just me. Yeah. It's a lot of people like myself who have dreams. And I don't want them to be afraid. I want people to take risks. So it is a lot of pressure I feel, but also I'm just really inspired by the support because people know that this is a Black Latina-owned movie theater and yet they're here every day. So it's in so many ways, um, you know, just being that little Dominican girl from Brooklyn, it's, uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling and I take it really seriously. Entrepreneurship is integral to the Afro-Latinx experience, and in a place like NYC, they are vital to the communities they serve. The Stewart Cinema is just one example of the superior value our businesses have and the reason they should be celebrated and supported.
0: These stories make me wonder, could an entrepreneurial spirit lie at the very core of our community's DNA? Much like our inability to remain still at the sound of a good beat, or our incessant need to add salsa y limon to everything we ingest, I don't know. I struggle with rhythm, prefer mild salsa, and every small business I've ever started is fizzled. So maybe the answers are irrelevant. At the end of the day, investing in our community is just good business. And Latinx-owned companies in particular have the added advantage of being able to authentically infuse their culture into their product to appeal to a massive and rapidly growing consumer demographic. Because nuestra gente isn't going anywhere. Except maybe to go try a weed-infused or gummy in Cali because uh that's just genius. I'm Gabriela Fresquez for Radar 2021. Thanks for watching Radar 2021. Please like, subscribe, and comment down below and let us know what issues are important to you. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of issues to choose from. <laughs> So, so many.